Hey photographers, welcome to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm here to help you build a sustainable photography business. That means improving your photo skills, building on your business knowledge, and honing your marketing abilities, but it also means helping you work more efficiently so you don't get burnt out in the long run. We do try to bring the show to you commercial free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographers Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing. Again, photographersedit.com and Milu.com. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another Boca Podcast episode. Uh, I'm excited to have Sean Brown here with me. We we had some brief conversation actually before I hit the record button. Really upbeat, positive guy, and really impressed with what he's doing in senior photography. We're going to talk about how he's building that business in just a bit. So, Sean, thanks for making time to hang out with all of us today. Well, thank you for making time for having me on the podcast. A huge fan of your guys' show and listen to it. And I think that there's always a ton of amazing guests you have on. And it's always a joy to to listen to in the mornings. Well, and you know, one of the things I'm really excited about, first of all, thank you for for listening and thank you for the kind words. I'm excited to have a variety of photographers on that we you don't necessarily hear from in other parts of the industry. It seems like certain parts of the industry, whether you go to conferences or you go to a podcast, you're hearing from the same you know, 25 to 50 photographers or so. I love that we have such a wide variety of guests, including yourself. And it's, and it's interesting to me too, how you can look and sometimes you have to actually look kind of hard to find these photographers who aren't necessarily on you know, the, the celebrity spectrum, if you will, who are actually running these amazing businesses behind the scene. And there's a lot to be learned from them. And I, I love that we have the opportunity to highlight those individuals here on the podcast, as well as for you know beginner photographers, such a wide range. Um, but I'm pretty stoked about what, what uh, you're doing in your business. And I'm excited to share that experience and the advice, the wisdom with our listeners. So we're going to get to that here in just a second, talking about how to build a senior photography brand. Uh, but to begin with, one of our first questions that I've been asking guests on the podcast as of late has to do with customer experience. What would you say is one of the most important principles that you've learned behind providing a really wonderful customer experience for your clients? I honestly, I think that you boil it down to just a genuine ability to care about your clients. And, you know, you, we can go off on this, but it's ultimately how you're connecting and how you are serving your clients that leads to that customer experience. But it comes from a place of genuinely caring about how they feel when you're, when they're working with you and how they feel about their session and wanting to tell their friends and all that. Yeah. And it seems as you're saying, as you're talking about that, I'm reminded of the reality and this has been a personal experience so I can speak from, from that, but you, you kind of have to be in a good place personally to offer that level of care and concern. It seems that, that that comes from a healthy place. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that that's, I think that's totally the case. And I think one of the biggest things is as photographers, we all start out because we love creating the work, but I ultimately think that it's the photographers that care about their clients as well on top of all of that, that are able to go above and beyond. Because when you care about your clients, you're not just thinking about your business, you're thinking about how your end consumer is actually going to take what you're putting out there, how they're going to connect with what you're putting out on social media. You're not just putting it out for likes, you're putting it out for them and the consumer and the client. end. And I think that a lot of photographers get lost in that. And so I think that that's honestly what separates the good photographers from the great photographers running a business uh, successfully and well. Well, I appreciate your insight there. And it's a good reminder for all of us to just put some effort into showing genuine kindness and care. Um, it, we ultimately have to find a balance because on an emotional level, we can only give so much and still have room left for ourselves and for some of the more important or at least closer people in our lives, family and close friends and so forth. But I think there is a lot of benefit that comes from focusing on adding value to somebody's life, including just simply showing kindness. And it's good to be reminded of that. So I appreciate you starting us off with that. But let's talk about brand position. And by the way, for everybody listening in, Sean's website is seanbrownproductions.com, just like it sounds. 
Uh, same thing actually on Instagram, and we'll link to both in the show notes at bocapodcast.com, where of course you can find show notes in your potentially in your favorite podcast app. But let's talk about business, your business's brand position. And I'm excited about this one, actually, because I was looking at your website earlier. You've got a pretty cool one in place. I'm curious to see how you describe, though, what sets you apart from the senior photographers in your markets. Yeah, well, and from the get-go, when I was really thinking about building my business, I knew that there it was kind of a weird position. I'm sure we'll get into this later, but it was kind of a mix between people just starting photography, um, kind of like that shoot and burn model. And there wasn't really a space for that high-end luxury kind of brand feel. And so really from the beginning, my ultimate brand position and kind of goal has always been to create that high-end once in a lifetime photo experience. Since this is the only time that these individuals are ever going to have senior photos done to commemorate this time. But I also wanted to make sure that I was doing that while still showcasing my client's authentic personality. And that's really at the core of every photo session that I come into is creating that high-end but personalized experience. So when you say high-end, are we talking about price point? Are you talking about the experience? Is it a combination of the above? I think it's a combination. And I'm not really sure that you are able to, I'm sure that you could, but I'm not really sure that you're actually able to have a high-end experience without also having a high-end price point. And the reason that I say that is because so many photographers, if they're not pricing themselves accordingly, are going to completely burn out. You're not necessarily going to have the resources to maybe be able to put towards high-end quality photo products from professional print labs. You're not able to put out marketing material that's actually like printed and Mm. that they can feel that's tangible. So in a lot of ways, I think that you, in order to create that high-end experience that encapsulates their entire photo session, you ultimately need to be pricing yourself accordingly if you want to have a sustainable business. Would you mind sharing just like a starting price point for an experience with your seniors? Yeah. So for an average senior session, they're usually investing upwards of two and a half grand with me, wow. um, including the session fee. Yeah. So you're you're starting up there and it'll vary from region to region. But um, and senior photos really aren't a, a thing on the West Coast. So it's a okay. very kind of interesting niche market that you kind of have to hit. But that's kind of what you can expect to spend with me coming into a session. And um, that's ultimately for the last four or five years has been the average and it's kind of moved up every year. Wow. I mean, props to you for developing a business that that enables you to be able to even ask for those prices. You mentioned the regions that you're in or region, Vancouver, Washington, Portland, Oregon are the the two markets that you mentioned on your site. But if for those of you listening in, you want to see this, you can go to seanbrownproductions.com. You scroll down past the navigation and the header images that are kind of scrolling and, and you see in big bold text, the ultimate senior portrait experience. And then under that subtext, Sean Brown delivers a senior photo experience that is unmatched in the Pacific Northwest. Northwest, And this is an example, at least in my mind anyway, of how when, when it comes to a brand position, one of the ways that you can approach stating and communicating a brand position is to essentially own that particular service in the marketplace. You're saying like, I am the senior portrait photographer in Vancouver and Portland. It takes some guts because you have to ultimately follow through on that and truly deliver on it. But there are not a lot of people that are going to to make a statement as bold uh, or as obvious as this. And I, I love that you're taking that step. It seems as though, at least the little bit that I know of you, you actually follow that up as well. But I mean, when you put something like that on there, do, do you find a little bit of nervousness involved in that? Like, oh, I need to actually follow through on this, this statement. I'm the ultimate senior portrait photographer. Oh, absolutely. I think that if you don't feel that nervousness, I think that you either are complacent or you're not pushing yourself hard enough because it does, like you said, it takes some guts to to put that out there. And not every photographer is going to be able to deliver on that. So first off, you need to know kind of your skill set, what you're offering, and if it actually touches on that. But you also have to make sure that your clients feel that way in the end. And it becomes really interesting when you're claiming that yet your clients aren't necessarily connecting with that as well uh, from start to finish. And that in itself, you kind of become caught in between two worlds where you are promising something but not delivering on it. So you really have to kind of be tuned in and refine your process to ultimately get there. And I think that it comes from a a mix of things. So you have to have quality work. So you actually have to have the product to back it up. But you also have to be able to connect with your seniors 
um, on that personal level. So, you know, at my brand statement, I want their sessions to all be unique and personalized. But if I'm approaching each session the exact same, I'm shooting the same locations, I'm styling in the same way, I'm approaching it without any uniqueness to each photo session, you're ultimately kind of losing out on that unmatched experience because right. their session is the exact same as someone else's, yet you're completely missing your brand value. You're completely missing a lot of the points that you promised them when they first book and what they expected of booking you as a photographer. Well, I, I mean, again, it seems as though you're following through on that. And speaking of the the quality of the photography, you know, I'm, I tend to be a little bit cynical when it comes to photography, so-called quality of photography, because um, I know that at the end of the day, our, our clients, most of them, 98% of them don't really know, actually know the difference between a, a, you know, a technically great photograph and a good photograph the way that photographers would. Um, and so I, it's, yeah, so it, it's on us ultimately to create the kind of experience that you're talking about. But I love the fact that you actually deliver just stunning photography. I mean, this stuff looks like it's straight out of a magazine. And I can only imagine how excited your seniors have to be when they get that type of a finished product as well. So for those of you listening in, you got to go check it out. Make sure you go to seanbrownproductions.com. You can also go to instagram.com slash seanbrownproductions. We'll link to those in the show notes. But let's talk about time, free time. Uh, this is something that we obsessively discuss here at the podcast. Yeah. What is it that you do to create a bit of space for yourself and for the important people in your life amidst running this business? Well, I think kind of touching on the very first technique and we'll kind of touch on the mindset that is ultimately the overarching theme in this. And the mind, and first the technique is I do a lot of batching. So one of the things is I always come into the day with a plan of what I need to get done and I tend to try and create these pockets of time that are all around one thing that I'm trying to do. So let's say I'm, I'm working on blog posts or I'm working on pushing out some video content or whatever. I'll make sure that I'm not trying to jump around on tasks. And first off, that keeps me on track. It's also just more beneficial to you because you're not getting sidetracked every five minutes. But the overarching theme and the mindset that I come into everything with is there's a quote that's, uh, I forget who it's by, but it's an amazing quote. And it's really kind of driven my business over the years. And that's done is better than perfect. Hmm. And I think that so many times photographers and business people, just anyone in general, get so caught up in like these little nitty details. I know, think we've all been editing that photo <laughs> yep. and we zoom in and we've been overworking this one area for yep. like 20 minutes or whatever. And then we see like, we show the side-by-side -side comparisons and we're like, oh, this is what we did. And then we show our client and they can't tell the difference. And we get so fixated on these little details or just things that don't really matter in the end. And I ultimately think that think that, that provides a huge barrier for us where we're not able to just push out as much content or get things done because we're so worried on making it perfect rather than just getting that out there. And I think there's a really interesting balance that needs to be struck that happens over time. But I think it's those photographers that get caught up on making sure that everything's perfect and hesitating on put, posting on, on Instagram or print, sending something to the printer because it's got to be just perfect. And we lose out on a lot of time that way by trying to find perfection when you know we're never really actually going to find perfection. We might subjectively be able to, but to each and every other person that's looking, that finished product is oftentimes close enough to that perfect product that we kind of are looking for. And so I think that just by cutting that out and following that mantra, it's really actually saved me a lot of time over the years. Well, and that's the funny irony of it too, right? You pointed out the fact that the so-called perfection is subjective in nature. So we're spending all this time making the thing perfect in our eyes when ironically and almost hilariously, our clients who have a totally different perspective, literally physiologically, maybe seeing things different than we do, we're giving it to them and they're going to see it in a different way. Um, and, you know, I mean, I know that some might argue, well, I'm the artist and it, it, the very fact that I put time and effort into that subjective perfection is what enables me to create something distinct. I get how that argument can be made. But your, your points made here about trying to not even trying to avoiding perfection or the effort at perfection is really a great segue to my next question, which is 
about delegation because one of the ways that we can create the most time for ourselves is by delegating. And yes, of course, editing is, is one of those points of conversation, but this is album design and admin work, email, et cetera, accounting, certainly. And the list goes on. There's so many things we can delegate, but if we're not willing to give up that, that so-called need for perfection, it won't give us the space to delegate, to outsource. So I am curious, uh, and I'm setting you up here. So if you don't outsource or delegate, you're in trouble, Sean. But is there <laughs> something in your business that you have delegated and found freedom from as a result? No, I never delegate or outsource. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that this is something that actually took me a really long time to grasp. And I think that you hit it right on the nail is that, you know, people we want to have that kind of that stamp, like this is our artistic process. We want to have our hands in this. But at the same time, we are running, we're not just photographers, we are photography businesses. And so I do think that there's a part of that where you really need to think like a business. And yeah, you can say that, you know, this is still your art and, and all that stuff. And it's a really interesting case to be made. But one of the things I needed to wrap my mind around was, Ultimately, if I wanted to grow my business and do continue doing what I loved, I needed to outsource. And the very first things were editing. My video production is now almost entirely outsourced, or especially during my busy season. I yeah. take on a couple projects, um, but that's been a big marketing shift. And we'll touch on that later of increasing video production. And then the last is also outsourcing or at least kind of delegate. I wouldn't say it's necessarily outsourcing, but having a client management system in place to kind of automate those things that I'm going to do kind of just over and over and over. And I don't really need to put many personalized touches on. And that's like email communication with my clients and making sure they're prepped and ready. But it, it was hard when you're first outsourcing. It's, it's scary. You need to find, you know, the right editor. You want to make sure the retoucher is doing everything properly, yeah. but taking all of that off your plate it really made me realize that by doing that, I was actually able to better provide an experience to my clients and a more personalized experience because I wasn't weighed down on the things that potentially someone else could do. And it didn't actually take away from that finished product because it's still kind of the same framework. We're still doing it in the same way that we would have. We're just not the ones that might be doing it physically ourselves, right, right. but our clients aren't, aren't ever going to know that. And they just want that finished product. They just want that experience. And by focusing on what you can let go of, it ultimately allows you to actually provide a better service for your clients, which is what they're ultimately craving. I think a hundred percent. I mean, it, it, we've, I've talked ad nauseum at this point on the podcast about my experience as a wedding photographer, the number of times that I heard from clients, how incredible I was as a photographer during the wedding day before they had ever seen any pictures. And it, it's just a, it's such a prime example of how the clients are ultimately, like you're saying, they're craving the experience, the photography that this in no way is meant to suggest that we then compromise on the quality of the photography that we're delivering. But what we're referencing, what Sean's referencing in particular is, is those nuances that we put so much emphasis on, put, give so much significance to, and as a result, waste so much time on that's where we're ultimately missing out. We, we lose time as business owners. We lose the freedom, the flexibility that we can have. And in this case, by delegating or outsourcing, again, whether it's editing, album design, admin work, or otherwise, we can gain freedom if we're willing to give up the so-called need for those nuances to be just so, because that's not the stuff the, the client is actually paying attention to the majority of the time. So again, I really appreciate your, your, your perspective, Sean. This is really good stuff. Um, and speaking of perspective, is there a particular book, uh, self-help book, business book that you've gained really important perspective from over the last few years? Yeah, absolutely. And it was actually interesting. We touched on his name prior to hitting the record button, but um, Gary Vaynerchuk's Thank You Economy has really shaped how I run my business from the very beginning. Okay. And if you're not familiar with that book, essentially what it touches on is the importance to ultimately just connect and be grateful for each and every one of your followers, your clients, and really putting that at the forefront of your business and making sure that you're actually thankful for what they're doing, taking the time to engage, comment, like, and really kind of almost becoming a personal, almost forming those more personal connections that once, you know, prior to social media were a little bit more hard to come by. And so that's been the emphasis since day one. So you'll never see, I mean, I'm sure they're, they slip by, but 
you'll never see comments that go unanswered on my Instagram. I'm always commenting back. Uh, if someone DMs me, I'm always DMing them back. And it comes from a place of just gratitude, but mm. also making sure that your clients, you're able to try and form that personal connection with them because yep. that's what they crave in brands. You know, they can go to any you know, big box studio or they can go to a photographer that's not really getting to know them as much. And I think that this has actually changed over the years and we kind of touch on how this has trended away in the few years that I've been in business past eight, nine, and really focusing on that personalized experience. Um, so that's actually really formulated a lot of how I run my business. And at least from the social media side, it's been a huge impact. Well, and we'll link to that book in the show notes. As you were talking, Sean, I literally purchased the book on Amazon. For some reason, I'd, I've read um, Gary's uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook was yep. kind of the big impact or initial impact for me as far as his books are concerned. Of course, I've consumed a lot of his content on social media, YouTube, and um, have found quite a bit of inspiration and, and encouragement and, and education through that information. In fact, the reason this podcast even exists the way that it does now, we're, I mean, our conversation, Sean, is we're, we're over 400 conversations in at the podcast. And the reason that even happened was because it hit home with me that the significance of consistency and showing up that, that this point that he made years ago when I was consuming his content, I was like, you know what, I need to actually follow through here because I had made an effort at a podcast previously and just didn't follow through on it. And, and so I, I took the kind of kicking the butt from, from Gary <laughs> and ultimately followed through. And as a result, I mean, we're, we're, we're at now, but it gives me the privilege of being able to have conversations with people like yourself and ultimately to be able to add value to the photography industry. Um, so of course I'm going to highly recommend Gary. We'll link to this book, the thank you economy in the show notes. And, um, I'm going to have to join you, Sean, in, in reading that book as well. Yeah. I think it was one of his very first business book. I think it actually might've been his first business book that he wrote. So it's definitely a fantastic read and it's been, okay. it's, it's an OG book for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in his, you see him living it years later, living that, I mean, he's constantly thanking people if you follow him on social media and uh, that is certainly one of my values and it's something that I want to consistently exude as well. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm there. I'm, I'm definitely sold and, and literally, and I'm going to have to to jump on that book as well. We'll also link to jab, 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 right hook for anybody who's not read that before. It's, it was written a number of years ago, so the social media references are slightly out of date, but the principles behind it are really, really important if you're doing any kind of marketing work in social media, which, yet again, is another great segue to the conversation we're going to delve into today, Sean, about marketing for the sake of building a senior photography business. Um, have you always been a senior photographer? Or is this something that you transitioned into from a different genre? Yeah, I've always been a senior photographer and it was really interesting. I never thought I was going to be a photographer. So I actually started out, it was basically just one of, I think it was my brother, one of my brother's friends. I had a camera at the time and I'd always done like travel and landscape stuff. That was always what really got me going. And I never thought I would touch the portrait side. And one day she comes in, she goes, Hey, I need senior photos. Would you be able to take some senior photos for me? And I'm thinking, yeah, because that's basically the same as landscape photography, right? It, it wasn't at all. And I quickly learned <laughs> that. So I think I shot the whole session at like F1.4 and pretty much like half of it was out of focus. And we were able to salvage a few here and there. Nice. But I never thought I was going to be. And I went to school as a biochemistry major with the full intention of being a, a doctor and never thought I would be a business owner. Wow. And over the years, I just absolutely fell in love with photography and um, seniors was just kind of that the genre that drew me in. Um, I loved being able to capture this, this pivotal time in their lives where there's so much, it's kind of a balance of so much excitement uh, for the future, but also kind of a parting with the past. So you want to capture mm. that while capturing their future excitement as well. So it's a really interesting balance that you kind of have to strike. And um, I loved being able to relate to them. I was still young at the time when I started, I still am, but was you know, able to relate to them. And I knew exactly, you know, what high school teachers they might've had and seeing where they were going to college, super familiar with the college application process. And I just absolutely loved being able to relate to them on that level. But it was also such an interesting time where you have to commemorate this time and document it because it goes by so quick. And I felt that as a senior. And I know that pretty much all of you guys can look back and say, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. You know, who I went to senior prom with. And there are such pivotal times in this time in their life. 
that ultimately as a photographer, I absolutely loved being able to capture and document. Hmm. Well, I mean, so how many years at this point actually have you been photographing seniors? Yeah, I, th- I did the math. So seven years in business. I think this is my eighth class of seniors coming up. Okay. So quite a while. Yeah. Well, and that's long enough to see shifts in the industry. Are there particularly significant shifts that you've observed? I mean, I, I actually years ago was working for LifeTouch um, just as like yeah. part time work, additional income when I was still shooting. And, uh, I mean, to, to think back to what it was like then versus what it's turned into now, where it seems like, you know, life touch still, I think has a, an active business, but I don't know that it has quite the prominence that it used to photographers have stepped up like yourself and created these boutique businesses offering services. But what are some of the, the big shifts that you've seen in the industry since you've been in? You know, it's so interesting that you mentioned that because that's actually the number one shift that I've personally seen. And it was actually right as I kind of towards the end of my high school career when I very first started noticing this. And so this was like 2012 is kind of when I first started noticing the shift away from kind of that studio model into this on location, very personalized photo experience. And it was so interesting to see that shift because you had studios that have been doing this for you know, 30, 40 years, husband and wife teams that, you know, their whole backyard is transformed into this studio environment with 10, 20 different sets. Hmm. And to see that almost overnight disappear, it was within a span of like probably one or two years that almost everyone who traditionally went to like the go-to studio was like the super cool thing to have your photos done by this particular studio in town. And then two years later, it was almost like uncool to have the same backdrops as everyone. It was, you know, if you didn't go and have it kind of a personalized photo experience out on location, that, that was the cool thing to do. And so everyone started shifting to that over time. And it was so interesting how that happened almost overnight where all of these businesses, if they didn't adapt to that, were pretty much out of business three or four years later because nobody was going to them and their revenue was down. They might've still done high school dances, but that's honestly been the number one shift. And then pair that with how digital and product and physical products need to be balanced. Interesting. Where now all of a sudden you have not only kind of the rise of on-location photography studios, but you also at the same time have this little app starting to pop up a little bit more called Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. And Instagram, now all of a sudden, everyone wants to be able to share their photos digitally. Right. So how did you, how do you have to balance, first of all, making what you were or making a profitable living as a photography business while also providing these digitals, which was kind of like, almost like taboo to give out the the negatives or the digital files. Mm. And now it's from senior photographers, it's almost expected uh, where you have to, it's part of your service that you have to provide. Sure. And, but how do you also balance that with still offering these high quality physical products to ultimately drive revenue? Um, and we can talk about how, you know, physical products are a huge differentiating factor, but essentially I, I don't believe that you can really drive a super profitable business by only offering digital. I think that it's a unique balance you have to have between offering the combination of digital and physical. And that really has been a shift over the last five, six, seven, eight years, kind of just right here. And now it's happened very quickly in my opinion. Well, um, I'm, I'm making notes here as you're talking and I, I, I think, uh, if, if you're willing at some point, maybe we can have you back on a second time where we can delve into that, that topic of product, physical product sales, because I know that not just senior photographers, but wedding photographers are feeling, and, and certainly other portrait photographers are feeling the, the pains of trying to balance, like you're talking about the digital versus the physical and the physical product does give us the opportunity to create significant amounts of revenue. And especially those who are practicing, um, IPS. I mean, I know that they've seen the benefit of that, uh, as we've, we've heard from guests even here on the podcast, but maybe we can delve into that some, at some point, cause that's a loaded topic in and of itself. Uh, yeah, but we've spent a whole podcast, like you said, just on easily. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe we can come back to that, but, but let me just kind of jump into the meat of this, which is how you're able to gain access to and book more seniors with your business. You've, you've built, what seems like just an amazing business in a relatively short amount of time. And I know that you've learned how to do just that. So will you share kind of the top ways that you've been able to build your senior photography business, how our listeners might go about doing something similar in their market? Yeah, totally. So 
Really, I think the very, the, when I go back and say, you know, what is one thing that senior photographers can be doing right now? The number one thing that I always say is having a senior rep program. And if you, if you thought of senior rep programs, you, it, you know, it's changed a lot over the years. And the reason that it works right now is that ultimately, like I mentioned before, your clients, they want those connections with you. They want those deep client relationships with their photographer. And by having a senior rep program where now all of a sudden I, I'm working with a team of individuals throughout the course of pretty much a year and a half, growing those client relationships and providing a, a, an experience that they can't get just by being a regular client. Now what it's doing is it's also driving influencer marketing because now they're posting, they're sharing your business, they're sharing word of mouth, they're talking to their friends about you. You're getting early brand recognition because now all of a sudden you're photographing them when they're starting as juniors before their friends are really thinking about booking senior photos. And then six, seven months later, when it's time to book or have their photos done, you're now really embedded in that particular class already. So that is number one, just because it, it hits on so many levels of what you as a business owner should be trying to do while also kind of putting booked clients on the calendar. Now, before you go to the next point, I'm, I'm curious, is this process, and, and, and I'm thinking too, I guess I, the way that I approached business, and, and I missed out as a result, frankly, but the way that I approached business was relatively simplistic, and I was kind of hands-off. I, the individual wedding clients that I work with, and developing relationships with them was important, and that takes some investment, but uh, especially when it came to post-wedding sales, I just didn't really make an effort there. Very simply, I was trying to run a, a relatively simple business model, and, and you could call that, you know, minimalistic tendencies. You could call it laziness. It could be whatever. But when I when I think about the senior rep program and what you're describing, talking about beginning to engage with these upcoming seniors in their junior year, starting to develop those relationships simultaneously, you have your existing seniors that you're also managing and juggling. It just seems very time intensive, and I don't think that's a bad thing anymore uh, per se. But I mean, how time intensive is that? How do you juggle all of that at the same time? I honestly, I think it's as time intensive as you want to make it. And that's kind of the interesting part about the senior rep program model is it really is as much as you put into it. And while mine, you know, it might be a little bit more time intensive than some others. Sure. What I've done is really boiled it down to essentially three to four group shoots throughout the year. So now all of a sudden I'm not trying to photograph 20 plus individuals all separately I'm doing it as a group shoot. Now all of a sudden I'm also connecting them more as a team. So they're forming those team relationships right there with people. That's what they want is they want to connect with people that they otherwise might never have. So you've got this, you know, the soccer girls all of a sudden mixing with the cheerleading girls, mixing with like the band people. And it really is an interesting mix uh, because they're so like-minded. They're all ambitious. They're all self-driven, disciplined, that sort of thing but you're putting them all together. And so I think by doing it as a team aspect, you're actually hitting on a lot of different positive attributes of it, okay. but also minimizing your time. And Because they're kind of doing media, the work I for mean, you. Exactly. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I mean, and I'm trying to think there's a phrase that you hear used these days, um, which sums that idea up. And it, it, has, it has to do with playing on a network or in a community of people essentially spreading the word for you. And I cannot think of the phrase for the life of me at the moment, but that that's interesting. So, I mean, if, what would you say, and actually maybe this gives at least a little bit more context and perspective, like in, in a week, how much time, how many hours are you spending on the rep program specifically, if you were to have to guess? And that's such a loaded question uh, per week, hardly any, really um, okay. it kind of peaks. Yeah. So obviously when we're getting ready for a group shoot, it's going to be a little bit more intensive where I'll work to style a Pinterest board and kind of give them more of an inspiration for the direction of the shoots. And if I'm going to plan a certain event or anything like that, so they're, they're going to be peaks. So it, it really isn't on a weekly basis. It's kind of really actually almost designed to fit in with the slower seasons of my business okay. where I'm not necessarily doing as much client work. So in the summertime, we almost do hardly anything with the senior team. We might do like one event. But during the slowest parts of my season, so think like winter when we're not shooting here in the Northwest because it's raining all the time, uh, or in the springtime where people have already had their yearbook photos done. So spring isn't actually a huge senior season in the Northwest. 
then we're kind of, I'm ramping it up a little bit more in those seasons so that they're staying connected in that way. But aside from like an occasional, you know, monthly check-in on a, a group text or group me, that's pretty much the extent of it aside from those peaks really. Huh. Okay. So it's not, once you have the program set up, the actual maintenance of it is not especially time intensive. I mean, like you said, it does 100%. peak occasionally. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I can imagine that would be a whole podcast episode in of itself too, talking about what that senior program actually looks like, but we'll, we'll leave that hanging for a bit. Let's actually jump to the next point. What's you start with a senior rep program that has generated significant results from you. What's another way to go about generating this type of business? I think the, the next thing is we kind of touched on, you know, the evolution of how senior photography happens. So you or at least what evolved to how it is today. We're moving away from that kind of locate the studio location model or yeah, the, having a physical studio location to that on location photography business model. And a lot of our seniors we were talking about, they can't really see the difference between, you know, a good photo and a great photo. The same reason that they can't really tell that much of a difference between photographers if you're not educating them about that. And so from the very beginning, I've really made a concentrated effort to put my differentiating factors at my forefront, whether that be through social media, on my website. There's so many ways to do that, but you really have to tell about why you're different. Hmm. But it almost touches on not just telling them about the features, but telling them about the benefits and what I mean by that is that we all as photographers know kind of what we do. We know that, you know, we offer maybe professional hair and makeup for senior photography, or we offer really high quality photo products. That's kind of the feature. So we offer hair and makeup, we offer photo products, but the benefits might be hair and makeup is we do your hair and makeup for you. So you don't have, so you can look exactly how you want to without all the stress on your session day. Yep. We make sure that you feel exactly how you want to and confident in that everything is going to turn out perfectly straight out of camera, exactly how you want to. You can phrase it however you want. Those photo products, we, we offer photo products, but we often don't say we offer archive quality photo products so that you can enjoy these or pass these down for generations to come so that when you leave for college, your parents have something to look back on your senior year or your time at home with. And we don't really necessarily touch on the benefits of those as much. So that's actually really been at the forefront of my business since day one is formulating essentially three to five reasons of why you're different, what you're doing that's slightly different than your uh, other photographers in your area. But you, you can't just stop there. You have to put that out there. So it's kind of a continual effort on social media, my website, internal marketing materials that I'm sending out to inquiries to really educate them about why I'm different. Because ultimately at the end of the day, they're seeing your work and another photographer's work on Instagram and all they see is that digital product. Yeah. And so they don't really see that differentiating factor behind that photo. So really understanding how you can communicate those with your clients yep. and doing it over time consistently is my number one method of marketing that I've done since day one and really have ramped it up even in the past um, few months now that I'm kind of in my slower season of booking. So it's kind of a very seasonal thing where in those times where it's booking season, you'll see a lot more of those posts than just kind of the finished product posts. Well, and let's be real too. I mean, you talk about people referencing their high quality products. That's such a cliche thing to do. Like if, if we think that saying our product is high quality and that that is going to sell somebody when you know, every other company that you see out there, this industry or not is saying the exact same thing. Uh, you're, you're, it's a misnomer. Let's just say that, um, to yeah. put it very simply, I love the fact that you're focused on not just communicating conceptually how you're different, but more specifically how you benefit them. Or as we talk about a lot here on the podcast, especially as of late, how you add value to their life, or in this case, to their experience, ultimately to their life. This is how I make your life better. This is the experience that I provide so that you ultimately get to, you know, dot, 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 fill in the blank, whatever it is. And like you said, you can decide how to word it, but ultimately it makes most sense to speak to the pain points of that particular individual. So what you would say, Sean, to seniors about how you add value to their life or how you give them a really cool experience is going to sound different than what a wedding photographer would say to a bride or a portrait photographer would say to um, a family or whatever the case. 
And to go off of that, as a senior photographer, you're really speaking to two audiences because you have the senior yeah. and you have the parent. So you, it's really an interesting, uh, I keep going to that word balanced. You have to find that balance between okay. how do you communicate both messages to the parent and the senior. Can you give an example of speaking to a pain point for a parent versus a pain point for a senior? Yeah. So I think the biggest example is, let's just use graduation because that is such kind of a different emotional feel for both the senior and the parent. And what I mean by that is the senior is so excited. They're moving on to that next chapter in their life. They're moving on to college where they're going to be away from their parents. They're looking out forward to getting out of the house. Meanwhile, that parent, it might be their very their their oldest child leaving for the very first time. It might be their youngest and they're going to be empty nesters. And so they're feeling a very different emotional feel. They're feeling sad. They're feeling heartbroken. They're feeling anxious about what's to come in this new chapter of their life when their life is moving into a new, they're turning a page on a new day. And so what you have to do is you have to really be cognizant of how you're approaching that situation. And so on Facebook, I might market more in an emotional way towards that parent because that's what they're feeling. That's what they want to connect with versus the senior where I'm very kind of high energy, super excited that they're mm. graduating. Uh, and so I think it's really touching on knowing your audience and yes. knowing where they're spending their time. Uh, so name like what social media platforms they are and how to create that content that is ultimately centered around that core emotional feeling that they're exhibiting right now. Okay. So, I mean, we honestly, we could have started with this as the first point because it seems to underlie what you do as a business. Speak to the potential client, in this case, the seniors and their parents. And I'm glad you made that, that uh, distinction that you are not just speaking to the senior. You've got two different kind of market sets here that you're, that you have to communicate with, but communicate effectively how you add value to their life or how you benefit their life in the context of being a senior. Um, the senior rep program, again, a topic in and of itself, maybe another episode. And then you mentioned to me before we started that you've got a third way that you've been able to effectively market your business. What is that? Yeah. Um, and that's marketing with video. And we, I also mentioned email marketing, so we could touch on that too. I kind of added one in and kind of made it a whole subset. So sorry for throwing you a screwball there. Not at all, no. That marketing with video is something that for me over the past year has really been a focus on on my business. And essentially what I've done is we're in a, an interesting position with going from a millennial generation to a Gen Z generation. And millennials were very hesitant. They didn't necessarily want to be at the forefront of your business. They didn't want to necessarily be in the spotlight. So we get into Gen Z it's a very different generation that we're working with. And these individuals have grown up with YouTube. So they are looking for Instagram influencers. They're looking to YouTube influencers, uh, TikTok famous people. They want to be that and they want to create content with you. And so one of the ways that I was able to really kind of appeal to that generation and put out content and do things that they were interested in was a heavy emphasis on video marketing namely in a vlog type format and that's a vlog with a v so what this is is we're going on on location it's a very kind of almost like a raw it's it's a mix between a raw piece of content but a more curated piece of content so it's an interesting mix so yeah you're editing it but you're also looking for those authentic moments and the behind the scenes and by being able to have your senior have a say in how their session vlog is going to go it all of a sudden becomes a tremendous piece of marketing that you have where you're hitting on a few really essential things that you need to do as a business, which are you need to put a face to your brand. So now all of a sudden you're being very personable. You're showing what it's like to work with you on location. You are giving your seniors something that they're going to share with their friends. They're going to talk about it. They're going to post to social media. And then you're also producing content that people want to watch. So you're appealing to future clients and being able to kind of show uh, prospective clients, what it's like to work with you mm. on a really, on a basically an individual level, because they are able to be almost like a fly on the wall with those vlogs. So you're really hitting a few core pieces that as a senior photographer, you should be doing. And then, you know, now all of a sudden you have video content that you can repurpose in multiple ways. And so you're really at a really interesting point in time where this is what 
type of content they want. Yeah. And it's your ability to actually implement that into your business as a senior photographer that's going to kind of drive your success in, over time. Oh, man. I, and for those of you who are curious to see what this might look like, if you go to Sean's website, seanbrownproductions.com, uh, there's a section specifically that says senior year films that you can check out there. Uh, and you're right, man. I mean, not only do you end up with this final piece that you can give to the client, but all the other pieces, smaller pieces that you can take from that for the sake of marketing, giving to them to, to promote you. And, and it's like a soft sell. They get to share it with their, their friends, put it on social media, but naturally it's a commercial for you. I think that's brilliant too. Yeah. And that's actually a different piece of, uh, of content that I'm even talking about. Okay. So that's, that's almost an entire subset. So that's kind of like my high end video product. If you head to the YouTube or even on my IGTV, I think YouTube dot com slash c slash sean brown productions or whatever that's going to be where you can see all the vlog style so that's a lot more less curated and almost just more mass produced and that's kind of more of where it's really putting more of a face of your brand into it but that those senior year films are really that high-end photo product that i offer that's like an add-on to their photo session so kind of even going above and beyond just the typical portrait experience wow man sean i'm, I'm truly impressed this is really cool stuff um, I know we have just a little bit of time left. You mentioned marketing with email. Can you just briefly touch on that as, as a concept and how this actually relates with seniors? Because, I mean, just off the cuff for me, when I think about the senior market and how they engage, how they communicate, email doesn't seem strike me as something that would be particularly effective. Obviously, that's not the case. Is this directed to the seniors? Is it directed more to the parents or a combination of both? Yeah, so I think that email marketing is is super underused as a senior photography and for by senior photographers simply because a lot of people write off that seniors are not on email. And yeah, they might not be on email as much as they are on social media, but they all have an email for the most part for if they're applying for jobs, uh, school information, that sort of thing. So they all have access to email. It's just maybe not what they're checking number one. But what happens psychologically is your brain actually goes into an interesting twist where when they're on social media, it's mainly for entertainment, education, connection, those kind of three pillars versus boiling it down to email where it's very much an information-based system. They're not there to necessarily connect. They're there to get information. They're there to connect with their brand. So they're, you know, subscribe to free people and uh, forever 21, those email lists and what you can do as a photographer is provide content to them that's a little bit more long form, a little bit more in depth, that's more digestible on email than it might be that quick scroll on social media and connect with them personally by providing them that content, showing them what's going on. So directing them to, like I mentioned, that YouTube video or three quick tips for doing your hair and makeup for senior photography, linking that to a video or a PDF and ultimately kind of doing that get to know them before you're ultimately making that sale or opening up your senior rep application to them that's ultimately going to drive revenue for you. So there are a lot of ways that you can leverage your position in email. And I think it's actually very underutilized and actually a really high converting method of marketing, in my opinion. So are you creating a pretty clear CTA call to action in from that email? And, and if so, what does that look like? Yeah. And in terms of just even onboarding them onto the list, usually that's done through a lot of leads. So they're very interested. I, I have a lead that's super well performing, which is essentially the top 10 tips for picking the perfect senior photographer. Okay, And it's just a super quick guide that shows them t uh, basically 10 of your differentiating factors. And when they're looking for a senior photographer, points them right back to you essentially as like nice. the number one senior photographer. So it's an interesting concept right there. And then in those call to action emails, when it's time to book, it's very straightforward. You know, you're getting VIP access to these session dates that are going to open up to the public, you know, next week or whatever, have your first pick at session dates. Um, you can do it, obviously, if you are interested in kind of packaging it up with an offer such as, you know, uh, free wall art or, or, you know, free 11 by 14 or free grad cards or whatever. You can obviously do that. I don't do that so much, but the big one was actually, if you book early, we'll, we'll vlog your session. So that was a huge thing, kind of a sale that's adding a lot of value, but not necessarily giving product away. So it's a call to action, usually paired with an offer or okay. just a straight call to action, but it's very effective as long as you've been able to get to know your senior via email and provide them with a lot of content and educate them about your services from the get-go. 
Wow. I mean, I've kind of left speechless here because you've you've offered so much practical content here. And yet at the same time, we're left with potentially hours of additional conversation. What I'm really happy to say, though, for those of you listening in, and by the way, Sean didn't ask me to do this or set me up to try to sell his services. I was just noticing on his website, there's a section specifically for photographers, and he does offer additional help. So if you're curious to learn more about Sean's processes, that goes beyond what we've been able to do in the time that we had today here at the podcast. If you go to seanbrownproductions.com slash photographers, you can learn more there. And, uh, and then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, you can find him on Instagram, Sean Brown Productions as well. Sean, this has been really, really good stuff. Um, you're a great communicator, great teacher. And it seems like you've created just an outstanding business for many of us, myself included, actually, to, to emulate. And I really appreciate you making time for all of us today. Well, thank you so much. And is, is it okay if I actually share um, a freebie that I have for listeners? If that's Please. Okay? Yeah, that'd be awesome. So for even if you're, you know, I know that we're all kind of in different positions in your business. If you're even just looking to see if senior photography is right for you, whether you be that wedding photographer that's kind of tired of shooting weddings on the weekend, or you just want to supplement a little bit of your stuff with senior photography, I actually have a freebie uh, that's how to break into the senior photography market. Um, yes. And so we can link that up in the show notes if that's okay with you, Nathan. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And I'm even seeing that here on that page that I referenced for photographers. So yeah, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Uh, Shout out to Haley who produces the show. She puts together really great show notes. So for those of you listening in, make sure that you're taking advantage of the show notes. If you go to bookapodcast.com, you can find uh, the show notes, the conversation points, the resources that we referenced, that Sean referenced today there, uh, and make sure to take advantage of that. Thanks again, Sean. This has been really, really great. Thank you so much for having me on, Nathan. It was an awesome time. Thanks so much, photographers, for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought of the show by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at bocapodcast.com. We do try to bring this show to you commercial-free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographers Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing.